Welcome to Beyond the Basement, the complete Attack on Titan podcast. In this show, we're not just rewatching, we're going behind the scenes, deep into the anime story, unearthing intrigue, and exploring new theories about the Attack on Titan universe. The majority of each episode is spoiler free. Then, after a warning, we'll take a few minutes to connect the dots with storylines from future episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, but don't forget, you can join us for the live broadcast Sunday nights on Facebook and watch every episode on YouTube. Links will be in the show notes. With that, let's get into the conversation. Ahoy! Oh. All right. See, it's a klutzy week. I'm Ahoy telling you. Greetings, All the Japanese that I know right there. Well, welcome, everyone, back to Beyond the Basement. The official, not the official, the complete, <laughs> definitely not the official, one day, maybe, but the complete Attack on unofficial, Titan podcast. Complete. The official, unofficial, I'm complete. one of your favorite hosts. I like to call myself Eric. This Ooh. over here is... I'm the renegade host. Call me Peter. Oh, and? I'm the clumsy host. I'm Rachel. Oh. I'm the one that injures myself constantly. Apparently. Our powers combined <laughs> are not Captain Planet. Are, uh, but uh, we're awesome. Three-person sitcom on a podcast. Let's go. Hey, thanks for tuning in and joining us. We appreciate you guys showing up and lending your ears. Lending ears to the face. And your hearts. To the beauty and the intrigue that is the grand narrative of the Attack on Titan TV it show. grand. And it, we, it, it rolls out in three seasons so far, a fourth one coming. Mm-hmm. But inside the seasons, you'll you realize that, <clears throat> unlike sitcoms, most <laughs> uh, anime, they roll out in these kind of parts or stages or mm-hmm. um, these manga books. And so we've just finished the last one, um, an obviously pretty epic build up to mm-hmm. a great, amazing We finished moment. the first book of comics the first yeah series and though we're we, still in season one of the show yeah and and we it, we said last week i think that it reminded us of like the finale because it's so good but then it keeps going because it's a different series of books or mm-hmm. a different book it's in a the new manga yeah. and so that all makes sense to us now but it is still season one even though it could technically be a second season or whatever um and so now we're getting right from the crazy story arc of you know retaking Trust and all the attack and everything like that. Discovering Aaron's powers, all of it. To what? What is the um, the fallout about having a human who can transform into a titan inside your walls? How does the government respond? What's going to happen in this episode? So we are kind of at a new beginning, and so let's. Um, well, okay, I'll mention this here. We have a new theme is, song. Yeah, I was say, there's a new theme song. You'll notice there's a new intro, unless you're skipping that entirely in Netflix is screwing you in that case because you're missing something important kind of. Yeah, at least watch it a least, couple times. Yeah, and then you should you at least. This it. is certainly not, this second intro is not as good as the first one and I, and I hate to disappoint, but isn't as good, no sure. other intro or outro is as good as the first one. Now, season, season two has the Sasagio song. Yeah. Is good. It is good. I'll take it, but it's not as good as uh, just nothing's that oh, epic. Oh, oh. So, Anyway, so yeah, so this is the beginning of the new book. So let's do a quick recap. Oh, man. You know, I almost feel like we should do another recap of the whole first book. You know what? Ooh. Another time. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll include that first. We'll we should make, wait until we'll we'll I finish reading it, and then we... Yeah. We'll make a little mini. All right, so recap of the episode. This one is, like, it's kind of, a, kind of a new beginning, and so it interestingly has all the sort of elements of, like, all right, you need to, you need to have the context of the previous story for this to make sense, of course. But it has all the elements of setting the stage for sort of like the next chapter. Because up to this point, it's been true. all yeah. it's been all about like do 
do they live basically? Like, does everyone survive? Like, that's kind of like the question <laughs> on your mind as you're getting through these first 13 episodes is does everyone even make it? Mm-hmm. And what yeah. the heck even happens to Aaron? What is Aaron? All these kind of things. And so be prepared because the asking all the questions is going to happen. happens now. The like, okay, as I watch this show, I have more questions than answers. They miraculously continue that for mm-hmm. three straight seasons. I feel like every time they be, answer something, you have 17 more yeah, new it questions. Yeah, a whole new you, can of worms each yeah, time you ask something. But Maybe not I, I 17, say, but The a difference, lot. like I said, between this show and other shows is they they answer the old question like with a new question mm-hmm. and it it like it's not satisfying but in this show they actually have built out all of those questions yeah, you and get actual answers them, and it, it is they tie it up in there is but with closure. that new, with that new information it causes you to ask new it questions. inspires new Correct. questions yeah but it is very they satisfying. take you somewhere the payoff i feel like instead of it just being a constant arc of questions it's building towards a point yeah. all the questions are being answered it's, it's building all unnecessary my- mystery Yes, True. It's necessary mystery, and yeah. as it unfolds, like you're kind of discovering it along with the characters. And when you're when you're putting the pieces together, it, yeah, it is. It's like satisfying. Is the right word for it? Okay, so in this episode, um, Aaron wakes up in chains as he as he was wont to do in the last episode. Um, and so he wakes up in chains, and um, let's see here. What am I trying to say? Basically, you just get this little clip of him. But the the next thing that we see is we see a bunch of uh, people from the interior, and there's rumors going around about a Titan. They're like having, reading newspapers. Yeah, they're reading newspapers. People in the interior, people in Walbros. Um, news has spread. Rumors have spread. I should say of of Aaron's abilities, and so um, there's talk of you know of a savior is coming around, so on and so forth. And uh, we meet we meet some we meet at least a new character. His name is Zachary. Something something something. Turns out he's the general. He's the Guy in charge, the El Presidente of the entire military in humanity. So that's the three regiments. So if you remember, the commander. three re- regiments are the scouts who go outside the walls, the garrison who protect within the walls, and the military police who are specifically assigned to the interior, the big wigs, the important people. So um, there's a short conversation between Aaron. Aaron Irwin, Irwin. Ca- uh, Commander Irwin, and Commander Pixis. Irwin Smith. Where they talk about, and we discover that Aaron is about to be. Aaron has become the, the subject of much political debate, and is about to be. Uh, his fate is about to be decided whether or not he lives. Whose custody? Which of the three branches of the military he goes into in terms of custody? And they're trying to come up with a way to, to make it work out in their favor. Um, then, uh, then yeah, basically Aaron gets ushered into the courtroom, and we have this. Crazy, this argument ensues. Zachary, El Presidente, is there. And a bunch of other people who represent the the military police, people who represent merchants, is a a giant courtroom. And they are all arguing over the what the heck is is Aaron dangerous? What are we going to do with them? What about this power? And we end up with um, Levi proving everyone wrong, <laughs> doing uh, executing his plan that he's had all along that we weren't sure what it was up until the end, where he beats the... Absolute crap out of Aaron <laughs> in front of everyone to demonstrate a he's he's not transforming now like and and b you were scared because if he gets mad you think he'll transform if he does that while he's in your custody can you handle it and the answer is no but if he does it while he's in my custody I can handle it I'm probably the only person around in in this and anywhere that is unafraid to handle the consequences of a potentially rogue Titan transformation so. 
they gain custody of him, and um, Aaron's tooth grows back. Magically. That's the that's the recap. Which of the he did mention. Levi knocked it out when he started kicking the absolute crap out of Aaron. So yes, <laughs> tooth goes loose almost right. First away. kick, pff, yeah. tooth on the floor. Okay, so look into the intro. Called, it's called "Can't Look Into His Eyes." I think that's because when Levi grabs Aaron's head and he lifts him up, he's like, uh, I think that's Maybe. why the episode's called that. It's called Still Can't See, prelude to the counterattack part well, one. Well, you know how there's always a name of it and then they it's say the the something yeah, else? Yeah, so, the subtitles that still said something see else. Still can't see into his eyes. So Something. Well, at any rate, it's a great twist in the story. Generally, it's not like you can't see it coming, but the fact that Aaron is in captivity is a great, like, like that actually creates a lot of interest because we've been accidentally spoiling this and not really, but there's this discord political intrigue that has been going on even in just in the 13 episodes. It's very much in the background, but it's not unobvious. Like you can see it if you're looking for it. In there the story. are inklings yeah, and, and we- that there's a division. There are divisions, political divisions and differences of opinions and differences in attitude amongst humanity, which you would assume and very much so now we're discovering this episode there's just these large differences between the different regiments of the military and even maybe more specifically the different walls they represent there's just there's not a united humanity let's go defeat the titans like that is not the case at all yeah pixis and, even says in the earlier episodes when he's talking to Aaron, he said mm-hmm. oh well if humanity had all one common enemy wouldn't they all unite and he said we're not even united right now mm-hmm. and those were true words right. ever spoken yeah. because humanity is not united um there is the intrigue you know between we've already seen the, the vast power struggles of people in power with authority and then people who actually are in power and actually do pull their weight and there's not even a um a smooth operation between the people in the scout regiment there's not a smooth operation between well it, i guess the scout regiment is probably the most like cohesive, well, yeah. a cohesive unit, but the the garrison unit's not. These guys are it's doing true. this thing, and this yeah. guy's doing this thing, and Pixis has to come in yeah. and be like, "What the heck are you doing, bro? You better chill your role." And you got the guys who are getting drunk, and you got you know the military police are you know kind of we uh, hardly even see them for the first you know twelve episodes, mm-hmm. and so it does. It's like when Mikasa and Aaron. That's the first I think the first time they're mentioned when yeah. they say, "Go get the military police and tell them what happened here." Yeah, so it's it even though they haven't officially stated it, you can see the cracks kind of humanity's not united. Like Eric's saying all three of these uh, units kind of have their own motivation and their own leaders have their own kind of thing that they're trying to like work out. And we see the first time a kind of a meeting between the two, we've seen Pixis and Irwin, the two commanders of their respective uh, units. And Irwin even says like, are you sure we should be meeting like this? She goes to tell you, like, there's not everything. Yeah, not I picked great that up too. I was like, why is he worried about that? Doesn't seem weird to me. Are they worried that they're gonna like, yeah, what the army ban and the navy. forces and do a coup or something? Like, what's going the on? The army and the navy would meet all the time, and they should be sharing information. They should be count- but it's yeah. almost like that's not that's looked down upon here attacks. inside the walls, and so yeah. we, just, we don't really know what that's about. So, so we kind of picked up on this even in the last episode, but it becomes more clear now. So, the, the, again, the first thing we see is, is you know, Aaron. In his in his cell, waking up in his cell on his bed with the chains on, and it's just so interesting to be like, oh, okay. So he's it's not like set. It's not again. We were talking about this. We were talking about this earlier. I just realized this is not recorded. One of the things that we were mentioning is that this show does not follow the path of anime of like typical anime. It's driven very much by a story, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. unique unto itself. That's why we love it. 
Yeah, and, and this it really could be like they could this could be a live action thing. This could be a different kind of animation. This could be like a three D show. Because this, you know, I could just be reading the manga or a book, even a novel. The story is driven by the story, not by the media. Now the visuals help; they're cool. Uh, you know, everybody's got to love that. But what I'm saying is that it doesn't follow kind of some typical anime stuff in it because that's the genre. The it's culture in. that it comes from. But it definitely goes out. It goes much, much beyond that and focuses on this, you know, deeper uh, on the story. It focuses on this really intriguing, this compelling narrative and something that's pretty nuanced. And so, yeah, they they let you know. So when Erwin and Levi, I mean, these guys are high ranking dudes. They barely get a meeting with Aaron. Yeah, like it's diff- this is the first time they've even seen him. They're yeah. the ones out. It in the took them several field. days to get permission to go actually. So there's talk a lot of red tape him. here. A lot of, lot of actual political intrigue and stuff going on. So real quick, I want to hit on this. One of the first things they show, of course, is uh, different people. They show the interior people. And you'll notice they're very finely dressed. Yeah. They seem like the rich folks. Jeff Everybody is. has a newspaper. There's not several different groups of people sharing one yeah. newspaper they're like you would see in newspaper, the outer walls. Reading the rumors about, you know, is there a Titan on her side? Is he for us? Is he with us? Like, is, you know. It looks like 1800s. Like they 18- look like yeah. very so dapper, very posh. Yeah. Back from East. Yeah. yeah steampunk kind of and thing. I wrote uh, rich Monopoly looking people. True. <laughs> that's right. that's yeah. fair. Yeah. No monocles quite. And, but. and well, what they say, what they say is telling about. The interior people mm-hmm. is like, oh, those filthy. They say those wall rose people aren't going to bring that Titan friend of theirs in here, are yeah. they? Yeah, how dare they? Those wall rose say. people. Yeah, that I noticed that they also seem way more concerned about how the the refugees, I think is how they refer to them, are going to affect their supplies of yeah. stuff. Because they have no worry They care of more about danger. their stuff than they do about mm-hmm. human beings. And we've seen this already from the merchant earlier on and yes. stuff. People who go on the interior. Uh, they have all they're in the lap of luxury yeah my wife made a good point that they're, they're like the people of uh, if you've seen the hunger games yeah they're like the capital the, like yeah. the finely dressed like rich ones and they're like oh those poor peasants you know whatever kind of they're never they clearly have the never actual... had reality smack them in the yeah. face yeah. ever in their so whole then, lives by Jove, I say. so then our next sort of part of this little montage is the people of walrose and they look more like commoners and they say you know uh the the phrase gets thrown out there like, is this a savior? Could yeah. this even be like a savior for humanity? Hope. Yeah, there's hope. Exactly. And so we've been talking about this, how there's, that was kind of what was going on inside of the people watching what was unfolding with Aaron, the different scouts and cadets and so on. But now news has spread throughout humanity, it seems like. And now there's a little bit of this hope. And this is changing the whole equation. So you have to think like, all right, we're, the walls are safe. The walls are safe. Suddenly the walls aren't safe. You, several years go by of, all right, a bunch of people died. The walls aren't safe. What are we going to do now? For the first time ever, we've got a victory. The walls are now not necessarily safe, but now we have a weapon to retake our own walls. We can actually take back territory. That changes the equation. That changes public opinion. That, that, that there's you know a lot of uh, yeah, a so lot of it's inspiring waves created with that with that kind of news. Yeah, they're showing this shock wave kind of of how it affects different classes of people. The news affects the interior people. Like, how dare they? I don't believe it. You know, and the outer class people are like. Hey, maybe we can actually like be safe again. Maybe we can have some hope again. Maybe we have a savior, mm-hmm. right? And it shows then the military police who mm-hmm. overhear this. A couple of guys who hear hear the the savior talk. And they don't yeah. like that. They're like these dang. What do they yeah. say? These... Well, he says I. Uh, he, they, he calls them commoners, I think, as well. These commoners. He says I can't. Uh, basically, it's going to cause commoners a revolt. Commoners have a history of being rash. You have a yeah. history of being rash. I can see this it's going to cause a revolt. If we don't against stop the central them. powers, yeah. yeah. If we don't stop it, no, which but, we had to pause and discuss because I was like. Wait a second. Yeah. I don't understand why why 
Why are they freaking out? And they say that, uh, well, not if the military police can, can, dispose, can dispose of, of Aaron, Yeager. Aaron Yeager. So they're like, wait, so you just want to go kill this guy? Just because he poses a threat to... He poses a threat to the order to of the things. Order of things. Disturbing like, the peace. It seems like the way I understood the conclusion we came to is they don't want the people, to, the, the poor people, the, the, the commoners, to have hope. Yes. They just don't want the peace they to They want disturbed. to kill because Aaron is their symbol of hope right now and they want to kill it. Yes. To keep because, them in their place. Because yeah. And that makes is, my blood boil a little bit. Yeah, as well it should. And this is, again, part of the political intrigue in the story. There is an interior who you would hope the interest would be the same as all the rest of humanities, which is to multiply just and safely, live to get, and thrive. Yeah, and, yeah, get outside the walls. You know, but it turns out be their free. interests are very much aligned with themselves only. You but know? if you're so, yeah, if you're so insulated mm-hmm. from the real world, what you, you want to maintain is your power. You stop being able to relate to the common man. Mm-hmm. And we have Gosh. that problem with politicians <laughs> yeah, all the time. So angry Sounds like Hollywood to me. Yeah, and so they, the military police say, I won't let those scout regiment deviants have him because a scout right. regiment wants him. Aaron and, um, sorry, Erwin and um, Levi were saying, hey, we want to make you a scout. We'll, we'll watch out for you. Mm-hmm. But the MPs are like, no, you're, you're a risk to the greater it, yep. good. We want to take you out for the greater good. So the MPs want Aaron. Scouts want Aaron. So, and they say that Zachary. Yes, Zach, Zachary the, something something. Premier Zachary. Premier we'll just call him that. Deus Zachary. Uh, there's always there's uh, there's various translation things in this episode that I think kind of get whiffed a little bit. Military police is one of them. I highly doubt that that's a perfect that that's the in some correct term. Military police are military police. They're the amongst who the ranks. Police the and they exactly they would be in, they would be if they were actually military police, they would be throughout the entire military, yeah, not a division of the military. Interior police I is say, more like it. That, I was gonna say in the manga and in the crunchy roll version of this show, which I, I started watching, it's interior police. Yeah, interior police sounds much much more They're sensible. basically the royal police. They're 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 Yes. Yeah. Royal police sounds much more so yeah. they are kind of the we know, and we know that they do come from the cadets. They do come from cadet training. Yeah, they're the best of the best. They the take top the top 10, ten have a chance. Yeah. So these are some of the finest soldiers. Yeah, so it's the, right. Only the richest people qualify. hiring the finest talent to protect them, but not everyone else. And they're all pretty much cushy. From titans and also apparently commoners Yes, From anything as that well. would disturb the peace of them all living in the lap of luxury. Yeah, you got to wonder why they have guns if they don't work against titans. So, so yeah, we learned hmm. from the meeting between Pixis and Erwin. Yep. So Pixis and Erwin have this little stroll on top of the wall somewhere, and Erwin kind of comments like, "I'm not sure if we should. Even, is it wouldn't it be weird? Won't this if look knew bad we if people yeah. knew we were meeting?" And he was mm. like, "You're a straight laced as I've heard." And Pixis is like, "Ah, we just randomly met on the wall. Remember? Mm-hmm. And this we're is just the going for we a stroll. stroll. Yeah. Pixis is always playing chess, bro. I love it. So true. And Erwin." Um, they kind of decide, like, okay, Aaron's going to have this trial to decide, mm-hmm. like, who's going to be able to take him. Yeah, and this is where they tell us this Premier Zachary guy is the president over all three yeah. divisions of the he military. He rules the three divisions. He oversees three divisions. He is the master divisions. commander. It's like a general. So he's like the, the, um, the, <laughs> the secretary of defense, basically, is what yes. we'd probably say in the States or something. And so um, he's going to be the deciding factor. And we learned that in the courthouse, military courthouses, typically... If there's something like this going on, each one of the uh, commanders of the three divisions kind of has a vote, and then he has kind of the final vote. But yeah. in this case, they say they say it's a little bit different. He's going to have the only vote. He's going to the final say, and yeah. they just get to make kind of like their cases on He's what they the think sovereign. should happen. So they they basically discuss 
Pixis and Erwin, and er, Pixis, you know, commander of the garrison. Some people in the garrison are afraid of what Aaron represents, and, and they're fearful. He says, at the very least, basically, what I can do for you in this situation, what I can do for you in that courtroom, representing the garrison, is we we won't align with the interior police. We yeah. will say mm-hmm. we don't think he should be terminated. That's about as far as I can go. I can't wholeheartedly embrace him. I can't be like, yeah, you should give him to the scouts. That essentially looks bad. But publicly, you know, you know how we can in our politicking, what I can do for you is I can at least go up to the point of, well, I won't agree with, you know, almost, just throwing him away. Yeah, at least saying, don't kill him and don't hand him over to yeah. the interior police. And uh, and they say, you know, Pix is like, well, what are you guys gonna do? And he says, well, we have a Irwin. We have a a statement we're gonna make at a kind of a case we're gonna if build. it goes a certain way and yeah if it goes a certain way we're gonna go this and mm-hmm. he says oh you're gonna kind of play it by ear mm-hmm. and everyone says we we go outside the walls we have to <laughs> we have to play everything by ear we do that's everything all we by ever ear. do yeah that, that is our lives and it reminds me of uh of cool hand luke you know mm-hmm. like the guys are like oh the whole time you were waiting to do this and you said this to do this you know what a great plan he's like i never planned a single thing in my whole life like he just <laughs> he's played everything by ear and so Irwin has been a master of improvisation because mm-hmm. he's had to be because you have a plan and everyone has a plan to get punched them out there titan pops out of nowhere <laughs> something crazy <laughs> happens you got to reroute and whatever have contingencies so they're going to kind of play it by ear cuz that's what they do best mm-hmm. and so um, the courtroom, you know, they have this strategy they're going to try to employ. So we're about to see that strategy unfold inside uh-huh. the courtroom. Attack on Titan is about to become the best courtroom drama we've ever seen, <laughs> Matlock style. You or, can't handle the truth. Who is that other old uh, courtroom? Uh, Law and Order? No. Courtroom old, show? Old, yeah. Black and white. Perry Mason. Perry Mason, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, Boomer. I, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Um, okay, so so they have their conversation. So they basically agree that they both want to keep Aaron out of the clutches of the interior yes. police. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's even, they don't say it expressly, but that he should be in the custody of the scouts. Meanwhile, Aaron wonders if he's going to spend the rest of his life in well, jail. Well, meanwhile, Mikasa <laughs> and Armin are at the, the dinner table with the cadets. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't know what's going on. It seems like mm-hmm. some time has passed, like Aaron's been in custody. They don't really have any idea what's going on. They just know that there's going to be a debate over Aaron. And, and whether he lives or dies. Whether he lives or dies. And Mikasa jumps, immediately jumps into like Well, there's going to be a mode. trial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, a trial about what? And then, yeah. Yeah, Armin's like, uh. Well, there's only one the- reason I can see. And then she knows he's right. So she freaks out. Yeah. And so right as the freak out moment comes, uh, a couple of uh, interior police guys, uh, they show up and are like, because I, I got mine. I didn't mean I'd let. If you're here, please come. Uh, you're summoned. Yeah, yeah you, you've been summoned. Are you here? And he's like, yes, sir. You got their summons. You're summoned as witnesses. And uh, let's see here. Then we go to Aaron. Yeah, then we get to then we get to Aaron and we get to this interesting scene. That we're, okay, okay, we'll have to wait to get to spoilers, but... This last episode and the episode, the episode we're talking about now and the last one have, yeah, there's an incredibly subtle character in there that plays a major role in the end of season two. Um, anyway, I can't get it. Spoilers. Wait wait for the spoilers. We'll get there. Spoilers. Well, she, she introduces herself. So anyway. No, no, no that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Aaron's in there. Oh. He's having these internal dialogues. Like anybody mm-hmm. who's been in chains and isolation for a long yep. time has... 
And he's like, "Am I gonna? Am I gonna spend the rest of my days in here?" Well, he has to go to the bathroom and get some water. And they're like, "You know, shut up, you monster!" And he's like, "Well, first he's like, you just went." He's pulling the he's the eight year old kid. Yeah, he's trying not to go to bed. I need a drink of water again. I need to do this. Like, just shut up and go to sleep. Yeah. He also doesn't know how long exactly he's been in there. Like, he's been there enough days in isolation and like the dark. Like, he can't remember how long it's been since he talked to Levi and Irwin. Yeah, it's been a couple days. Yeah, he's not sure how many days. Just hold on, right? And then he's wondering what happened to all of his comrades and are they alive are they even they out there it? what are yeah. they doing what what are armin and mikasa doing yeah what am i gonna do what's gonna happen to me so he doesn't even really know is that's what they're making clear is that he doesn't even really know what the trial or that there's gonna be a trial even he doesn't know like. anything they know anything so they they usher him out they come and grab him uh, well who comes and grabs him um uh what's his crap hanjay no hanjay comes to get what's her crap Hanjay comes. And she Hanjay, and she's her normal like we've seen her, her before. Her charming her. weird self. We saw her for a little bit when the scouts came. They back. have introduced her. Yeah, at, one, at some point we know a lot about her. Obviously, because we watched this show, she becomes a, a mainstay in the show. And Levi was making fun of her for being a weirdo as they were leaving the gates. That's remember? right. All right. Yeah. So you've seen her she was like, bit. I want to capture the Titans so I can study them. And mm-hmm. like you know, she's obviously crazy. Yeah, but she's, she's also crazy awesome. smart. She's on the. She's, she's on the like scale. the second. She's right under um, the commander, isn't she? Like they, uh, not, they explain I don't that think yet. I don't think yet. Okay, I thought they. Yeah, I thought they explained the top three. Yeah, but she's she's Levi. equal parts crazy and awesome at the same time. Yeah, agreed. And so you want her on your team, but you don't want to piss her off, mm-hmm. and you also have to deal put up with all the crazy put up with her eccentricities and so while she should be briefing aaron on what he's about to go do because he has no idea <laughs> and they're taking him to decide his fate in the courtroom he did no one told him about up until now she's kind of just blabbering about like oh man i can't believe this and oh i should have been talking to you but well it's better that you know well we just- then her the the guy that's escorting him with her like starts sniffing aaron He's like he pulls a Joe Biden and she's like yeah he's just and then like she, she goes oh his hair. he always sniffs people like that and when then he, he them, yeah. and then he like laughs close. through his nose and she goes he always laughs through his nose like that aside from his weirdness he's a very capable soldier and she's just like yammering on about random yeah. stuff Stu- irrelevant Aaron's stuff like in chains like yeah cool okay, but what's happening here yeah, right now can you tell me? and then they get to the door and she's like oh no oops yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, I've been yammering you. on this whole time. Yeah. Oh she well. Says, it's maybe better it's, that maybe it's better that you don't know. That you don't know, and we just we put our faith in you. Good luck, and kind of pushes them in. But this put is put your best a good, foot forward. This is actually a good point because talk about playing it by ear. Yeah, they they're kind of giving Aaron no preparation for what he's about to do. They're kind of gonna kind of see what he's made of, but also they have to have a a, a, a lot of faith in him and what he can do and what he can. How he can position himself, mm. which is a theme now. Uh, we've already kind of talked about this about how, you know, a court, uh, in comparison to Aaron, nobody else's life is as important. So everyone has to put their trust in Aaron. Mm. Aaron now has this great power. With great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Rico says, "Look, a lot of my friends are going to die. You better be able to live up to your end of the bargain here, right?" Yeah. So Aaron already has all this power and responsibility. And all of this um, hopes riding on his shoulders, and everyone has to have a, a, a um, an amount of faith to put in him. And we're about to see that kind of play out in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, gosh, this whole this whole scene—it's so interesting because you're in such a different setting at this point. Like we've the up to now, it's been battles, it's been 
Outdoors. Action, rooftops. action, action. At rooftops, action Pressure. Packs, on the walls, Titans. And now this episode shifts entirely to... It just entire it's a drama. Just this is intrigue. Yeah. Welcome to There's welcome lots to drama. of intrigue. And uh so let's see here. So he shows up, um all we can do is have faith in you. They shove him into the courtroom and he doesn't even realize that he's in a courtroom. Or that or that he doesn't he he doesn't know he was going to a courtroom until yeah. he's in the room. Yeah. So he's totally shocked, he's caught off guard, and he actually says, like, wait, I was in the basement of a of a courtroom like that's where this whole thing's been ha- like i've been in there for, for how long which is it is interesting that there's basically a dungeon underneath the courtroom it sort of yeah, tells you something weird. about society and so I mean, he looks up and sees a uh a painting a m- mural is that what it's I'm like to a say? very weird yeah it almost looks like a rendition of caesar's of what's in stabbed. the sistine chapel yes. or something yes, for sure <laughs> it, it very much has that stabbing the one dude yeah kind of middle-aged painting deal but they're all they're like in war and the thing that i noticed it's is a it's quick not little titans. flash yeah it does not giants fighting humans it is humans fighting humans in that in that little deal so interesting point mm. interesting little piece of art there um and so thus begins um you know whatever the court drama and so zachary the president guy walks out and says all right i'm in charge here um Basically, I get to decide your fate, and the full power is, is is the decision is is with me. And he says, "You're a soldier, and you swore to give your life for the people." And he's like, "Yep, that's true." And he's like, yeah. "All right, and I've total power over you. Do you have any objections? What do you say?" And he was like, uh, "No, no." Aaron, Aaron says, "No, sir." Yeah. Well, what, what else, else could you he, say? What else can you, you say right else. there? Except for yes, and he goes, "All right, you're very astute." And what you said, basically, if he had an objection, he's like, "He appreciate." Yeah. He's like, "I appreciate that." Yeah. Thanks for understanding. Thank the you situation. for not sucking. Good yeah. job. I'm not making a big deal out of this whole "I'm going to kill you" thing. And so, um, so he basically said, "All right, let's you know, let's start to present some of the arguments um, from. Let's hear some of the arguments from the different regiments here." And he says that the there's you know, basically two regiments are interested in having custody of you, the interior police. And the scouts. It's all right. Let's hear it's the It's basically arguments. a debate between the two mm-hmm. groups for his life. For his yeah. life. You have to decide whether or not he lives or dies. When your life is on the line. So and it's basically between Irwin and... the and Yeah. Irwin and this other guy, Niall... Niall... Niall Doc. 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 It looks like Dwok. My phone just... Doc. Because I have a friend with the last name of Dasik. Anyway. Um, so we should recognize him a little bit at this point. Because we actually just saw him earlier in the episode. He is plotting he is one of the dudes Aaron. who said, we we're going to get a hold of this guy and, and take him out. Let this filthy uh, scout regiment people, deviants, have him. Yeah. And so we already know what his intention is, what his, mo- what his motivation is. And they do a good job of making him look kind of like a snaky little guy. Yeah. You know, like, Pete that, said he looks like a weasel. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just shocking for us because we didn't remember who was in command of the interior yeah. police. And we got. He's like, I'm the commander of the, you know, I, yeah. Niall, the commander of the, of the interior police. And you're like, what? You've you? got Erwin, who's this like regal, like, you know, yeah, stoic looking very guy. Regal Pixis. Too. You got Pixis, yeah. who's like this Smaller, military but, genius. Yeah, very, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and then Eccentric you've got this mastermind. Little weasel looking guy, like, hey, we better take this guy out because he's disturbing the peace. And it's it's like, super true, though. The other two leaders, they look like military leaders. They look like warriors. They, they like look, they, they, they hold themselves. And he's just like, <laughs> like yeah. a night crawler or he something. He looks like, like the guy in the back of Subway who's going to make my sandwich. Like, that's or like a crackhead like. who's yeah, totally. going to steal your shorts or something. Like, I don't know. He just, he doesn't look like a good person. Person he still too. works for something. Like that though, jerk at the grocery store is now wearing a Matt 
Oh, oh. I do that. <laughs> Dang it. Anyway. Stop. Yeah. So. so he just says like some random rando, and he's just like, "Yeah, by the way, I'm also the commander of the um, the interior police. I have the most power of over think, all the creepy dudes. I think because Aaron is disturbing the peace, he's stirring up the people. He's causing this. He's disturbing the peace, and you know what? The peace is really the most important thing. I think we should just kill him. Uh-huh. And it's like, whoa. Bro, this is the first major breakthrough we've had in a hundred years about Titans. The first possible, the first victory we've ever had. The first possible, you know, way we could actually retake our walls and maybe even go beyond the walls. Yep. And- he kind of has the same attitude as you know Captain Scaredy Pants from. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the exact same position. Like I don't understand this. I'm going to murder it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They always hate. <gasps> when they understand. So he's he puts forth his little speech about why he thinks um, they should just kill Aaron. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to Irwin. Well, he J- says that his existence, his oh. very existence, is yeah. already out to there. Humanity. And they kind of establish this as well. They've actually said that, all right, well, your existence, hiding your existence has proven to be impossible. Yeah, people so are, are hearing. So now we need to establish what we're going to do with you and make that public. So To keep the peace. All right, to keep the peace. Sorry, while they're talking, that's when... We hear the um, a couple people kind of speak up. One of them is oh, like yeah. a merchant guy, and then there's this. Um, the first one to interrupt is is Pastor, Pastor Nick, Nick, who yeah. we see is like this guy in like kind of more regal robes. It looks like he's part of like the clergy of yeah. the Pope or well, something. He interrupts they, 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 somebody. He, he interrupts him, but it's, it's right after he says the line. He says his very existence is stirring up uh, rebellion in the people, or has the potential to stir up rebellion in the people in humanity, basically. So that's why we need to kill him. And then that's when uh, Pastor Nick interrupts and is like, "Why wait? Kill him now! He's yeah. a vermin. He's a, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's like a he monster. should. He doesn't yeah. even ha- have the right to exist right now. Mm-hmm. Basically, like and he's Aaron, offended that he's still alive. Aaron's it's, thinking this guy's part of the Wall Cult, is what he says. So this is our first introduction. To Someone the wall should cult. kill him on sight. Yeah, we see. We saw one guy earlier in the first episode mm-hmm. of. Um, walking down the middle of the hall singing like you know armageddon has come or whatever and we realized these guys are part of this wall cult no one no one believed him five aaron, years ago aaron recognizes this guy so I, I i we'd have to go back and verify but i think he actually is the guy in the one of the first episodes before the attack before the, any of the attacks on the walls who's going going around saying you know the walls were given to us by the gods and have you know been perfect they've been protecting built us by for god's over wisdom years. Yeah, built by built by the wisdom of the gods, and like he's kind of preaching this like so weird that, message. So that guy, I just watched the first episode today. Actually, it it's not him. He gets eaten. <laughs> That's yeah. that is the, the guy. doomsday well, guy is the guy who gets eaten. The doomsday guy is the one who gets There's, eaten. I think it's the same guy both times oh, that they well, show it. Okay, I mean, I, I'm almost. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure okay, it's the same sense. guy both times. But for whatever reason, Aaron knows his name. He knows who he is. He must have been a bigger pastor. Nick is like the leader of the church, of so the he's cult, like infamous yeah. or whatever. Again, of the translation kind of oddities. The worst pastor. Is the pastor? Wrong, wrong. All right, I'm just going to speak up as as church people. A pastor is not somebody who leads like a weird cult. Wait, or where they do call him priest? Robes. Yeah, they do call him a priest at some other point. I'm like, that seems more appropriate. But a not a pastor. This dude isn't yeah. isn't leading people through the hard times in their lives, and like you know, <laughs> he's not caring for his flock. singing good songs yeah. over them. He's and controlling like, them with with gibberish. I don't think Aaron actually names him. It's Aaron just says. 
says he's a, he's one of those wall cult people in his mind. He says Pastor and, Nick. And then the Ramirez guy says, Pastor Nick, be quiet. Oh. Okay. No, you're right. Don't interrupt. No, That's right. where we get his name from. Aaron doesn't actually know who he is. He just knows you're what right. he he's is. He's a wall cultist. So because of the crap that spews out of his face about the walls being and the sacred. And, given to us by God. Yeah. How and dare it, you touch the walls and, and he, he says, deserves to die. He says that he's like, Aaron's basically a um, what's it, abomination against the walls. Mm-hmm. And he says Because Aaron the, fixed the wall with the boulder and he touched mm-hmm. the wall and the sacred wall Something. and the wall, the wall, the wall. Anyway. And, and it's interesting because now it's like there's basically another faction and Aaron knows just enough about this to tell us that he's like, oh, he's one of the wall cult people. Cult people. He says five years ago, everyone ignored them, but they have some real power They've now. They've gained power now that all of a sudden people are like, we need attacked. the walls. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're stirring up. So these factions now gaining some, some power. It's gaining some steam. And one of the things Pastor Nick says is he says, um, the wall is a divine miracle beyond our understanding. And we've been kind of asking questions like, well, if they, if they can't even fix the wall, then how do the walls get constructed in the, first get place, in the first place? Whatever. Yeah. Well, how come and, nobody knows? And he just Where's says, the history books? it's a divine, it's beyond our understanding. We can't even begin to understand the walls. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not how walls work, bro. Like, okay. It's one thing you're <laughs> Who talking built about. Who built the walls? Basic. Yeah, yeah. Where did yeah, they come yeah. from? It, so again, talk about, you get information and then you ask more questions by the, the Yeah. This is one of those moments. But the way this guy acts, it's like the walls just like let, you know, they just descended from heaven and just, or grew out of the ground or something. I don't know. It's like he, he gets offended later at the idea of taking back the wall and and repairing it. Yeah. Or anything. How dare you touch the walls at all? It's it's just, it's ridiculous. Because everyone seemed to have like a bit of the truth, but no, we don't really know like, where's the truth from? And Mm -hmm. and everyone has their own take on the truth. It's kind of all their own fake news are all running. Yeah. And there's this like sneaking suspicion that like, well, does does anybody know? Somebody does know, right? It's kind of this, like there's, there's, which is a healthy suspicion. When I was watching this, I for sure was like, well, somebody around here has got to. Yeah. So yeah, like you can't just be that nobody freaking knows unless they were so tribal. I mean, it's been 107 it. years since the walls were built. Sure, and that yeah. was kind of my assumption. I was like, okay, well, There's maybe they took people somebody. don't live that long. My assumption was well, maybe they took hundreds of years around. to build. And Good they were grief! So tribal, you would think they so. They're record. so huge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, lots of theories. Lots to be had of there. questions still so, not answered. Uh, Levi puts gives his speech about why he. Well, Zach cuts them down, stops them arguing. They erupt. Like the pastor, not the pastor. Yeah, yeah the, the pastor and the interior uh, the police. priest. Nick. Yeah. The merchant guy yeah. and, the, and the interior police dude. The Nick. merchant guy speaks up later. That's a second interruption. But they like after Irwin start talks. going at it. And Zach has, Zachary has to like calm them down and be like, all right, let's hear the other argument. So Irwin, go. Yeah, Irwin goes forth and he basically very shortly and sweetly says, uh, yeah, um, we're going to use Aaron's tech you know, power, these Titan power to be able to retake the wall and we're going to shore it up and we're going to yeah. save humanity. We want to use Aaron as a weapon to retake the wall. The end. End that's, of argument. And it. Like he's, just, he's like, that's it. And he's like, yep. What else? That's our plan. He's, he's like, this is my plan. Yeah. I feel like he was kind of a bait. He wanted was the very guy to very abrupt. Like, that's it. That's all you had. It's like a swing. I gave this kind of eloquent speech about mm. the peace or whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, that's it. We're going to try to retake the wall. We're going to try to save humanity. And I was like, well, you to can't even. To relieve the interior, to relieve yeah. wall 
Well, because they kind of Cena. acknowledge yeah. that, that people are starving as it is. Like it's overpopulated within Wall. Wall Rose can't and, sustain yeah. it anyway. Yeah. So he says, well, you know, how would you even go about that? Because you can't go out through troughs because we just still sealed troughs up with a giant boulder. And he says, oh, yeah. And then he's, oh, there's no know, way that wall's going to open again. We'd go out this way. We'll create a brand new route. We'll come down and we'll and go right for And that's when Shigashina. the second interruption happens. And he's like, how dare you touch the sacred walls? And then the merchant's like, we need to be sealing up all the walls right now because... Well, yeah, his it's so all right. Yeah, the, uh, so much and then, going on. And so then much the, chatter. The but, pastor's like, "You can't touch the walls." Well, he so all right. The merchant guy's really important because he brings up a good point, which is, he says, "No, we're gonna." He's like, "You those gates should never be opened again." He says, mm-hmm. "The gates are where the the colossal titan is able to attack." He says break it's down the, the only place that, that the only he place, can attack, which, which how the frick does makes he know that? no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. But completely they are the weakest argument. point and are the only points that have been continually attacked. Right. That is, so far. That's true. So Sonny doesn't have any argument, but he, it's not a strong he argument. Makes a it's leap. certainly made out of fear. And he says, we should seal up every gate. That way we'll be safe. Yeah. yeah. As if, uh, this is this is very, again, it's so funny because it's like parallel to, so to right logical. now. <laughs> we have a virus and people will just say things like, well, we should test everybody. That way we'll be safe. Just because you know who's got it. Like, that, doesn't stop that, it from that's spreading, a, doesn't exactly. kill it. That's not, a we tool. need a vaccine. That could be an <laughs> option. That might be a helpful thing, but that is certainly not a, oh, well, if we just lock everything down, then we'll be safe. But yeah. If it, there's consequences to all these actions. It's a very uh, short-sighted, kind of fearful, yeah. just it's a simple, short like uh, it's a, it's simple a simpleton's, yeah. it is a simpleton's plan. Yeah, it's not really a plan. It's just a simpleton's one step idea to. Well, I think you know my my logic only goes this far, so I'm going to go to. We should just. Yeah, well, I think can, it they seems attack like the gates. So if we seal the gates, they can't. They can't attack. Yeah. It, it seems like very, he wants to use Aaron to seal the gates with giant boulders. I think that's what maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it's definitely. How else are they going to seal the he's gates? He's objecting to Irwin's plan. To go out the gates. To leave yeah. with so it. So however yeah. he thinks that's going to get done, uh, who knows. But. And it's like you're saying, it's a, it's a simpleton's fan, but it's it's not based out of like, okay, what are all the options? What's the data? How can we save the most lives? What can we do? It's simply like, okay, things were normal. Things stopped being normal. Everyone's dying in panic. How can we just get things normal again? Let's just shut the door. <sighs> okay, now we're okay. But it's like a simpleton's like... yeah. Plan based out of just fear instead of based out of logic. No adaptability. Knowing there, everything, yeah. right? And so because of this, he says, yeah, we should just, you know, go out there and we should just see all the walls. And then um, Captain Levi speaks up and he's, of course, like sitting with his feet kicked up. Oh, like, that's right. He does his hey, typical you look. pig. You swine. You yeah. swine. And he says. You just want to fatten yourself up. He says something that I love that is something that I've said many times in my He's life. the best character. When people say like, yeah, we got to go tear off that 1212 and they've got to like go do it. And I say, when you say we, oh, mm-hmm. you mean me. You mean yeah. I have to go do that. Yeah. Okay. So just, and I just, I just like plain language. Just, you just don't have to dress anything up. Just the, give us the exact is. situation. And this, this merchant guy is saying, well, we need to go out there and we need to go seal these walls up. And we, what he's saying is somebody else needs to go who's who's strong and can fight and can you know Mm -hmm. whatever risk their own lives lives can come protect us and levi says when you say we you don't mean you you don't mean any you mean like basically like the scout regiment is going to go risk their lives for you to protect you and we don't think that's what we should be doing we think 
that we should be risking our lives to save all of humanity, not just protect ourselves in this little tiny bubble right here. And then he also goes on to say, do you even have any idea what it's like to struggle? Do you have any idea what these people go through every day? Well, yeah. he, well what, he's, what he's talking about, and he, the, what the he mentions. the merchant guy's like, he mentions a couple of things. He says to him, you know, basically like, you want this done to keep yourself safe so you can fatten yourselves up in the interior. Yeah. You know, while we're out there risking our necks. And then he yeah. also mentions the people in Wall Rose and he's like, those people, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find the line here. He says, um, you know, can't you see, can't you see that the people, there's not even enough land to feed everyone yeah. as it is. There's already famine and you want to, like you, you want to not retake our territory. You want to just like leave Let it as them it is, continue seal suffering. all the gates, take no risks, do that so that you could think yourself to be safe. Like that's not going to happen. And, and yeah, anyway, so he does, he does his, uh, he does his line and then they, uh, the milit- the interior police guy quips back. I was like, okay, whoa, wait, wait, wait. We've got another counterpoint here. So it turns out that Aaron is not actually in control of his Titan, a power, because the reports are that he take a, oh. took a swing at Mikasa Ackerman while in combat. And they're like, isn't that, isn't that so? Is that true, Mikasa? And she's like, uh, and then freaking... Rico. Rico, she goes. How do they know about that, Rico? And then Rico's like, "Why would I lie in my report?" Rico just gives no, him a full. Rico says, "Why would I lie in my report?" Gosh, I like okay, she beat her in the face right there. God, that's so Rico. infuriating. It's like Rico, what is wrong? You've been a punk like this whole time, and you've even had some like times where it's like, "Hey, it makes sense. Your friends are gonna die. It's okay to be a punk in this one moment." But after after the fact. Nah, man. Somebody, somebody has to. Let's say somebody has to break a law. They have to speed, or they have to. Let's say somebody's attacking you. And your friend pulls a gun out and shoots shoots the attacker and like saves your life. But you happen to know, like you find out somewhere in the course of thing that they had the gun like illegally. Or they're like, why the frick would like, you be like, oh, you just saved my life? By the way, I'm turning you in. Yeah. His what? his license plate's expired too. Yeah, just exactly. so you know. like, it's so petty and so <laughs> dumb, but she forget, she does it anyway. She's so yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so Rico. The, Sucks again. So Zachary's like, well, you know, is it is it you know is this is this true? Like what happened? And she's like, um, don't lie, Mikasa. Tell yeah, the and, truth. Then, and then she like, grabs her arm. And she's like, you won't you help truth. Aaron by lying, which which is true. At that point, I don't know it was if I true. Agree, but well, there were too many witnesses. That was the other reason why I think happen. Rico I just like the didn't. The truth will set you free. But it's okay. You it's know all what? about it's all about the context, right? This is true. This is true. And so she Leave gives context. Mikasa's like, yeah, that he did tried happen. to kill me, but he Mikasa, also saved Mikasa, me. Mikasa like tries to hide her facial scar that, that yeah. Aaron gave her when he tried to murder her, and then meanwhile, Aaron's like, is that true? Did I try to kill? He doesn't remember Mikasa, yeah. me, because he was and in he's like state. horrified because nobody told him. Memory issues are a real. He has Alzheimer's disease. Just saying. Yeah. So, so yeah. So she's like, well, he he did save my life on two different occasions. He actually intervened to save my life. Yeah. Please on take two that into occasions. account. Yeah, take that into consideration. Um. And Is so that then he's like, well, interior police guy quips back. He quips again? back again. He's like, okay. He's such a dirtbag. I have other reasons to believe that that her her testimony basically is is somewhat invalid. It brings it into question because she's actually known. She she lost her parentage as a child and was adopted by the Jaegers, and was included in Aaron's family for that whole time. Not only that, but we have reports, which if you remember back to this episode, he says, we have reports that when they were nine years of age, that they stabbed uh, three different... He says murdered. He uses the word murdered. Murdered, robber, three different robber somethingers. What do you call they them? murdered kidnappers. three adult kidnappers. That's what he said. Yeah. and yeah. So, and so we have to question his humanity. At nine years of age. We have to question his humanity... Uh, 
at all. And so you'll remember that this is true, right? We get that little flashback from Mikasa. And when you watch that episode, it's the, it's like a moving, like powerful, like Mm -hmm. emotional thing. It's a fight for life. And, and these guys the are freaking human, human thing possible. Yeah, these guys are human traffickers. Like this is a this is a moment where they a nine were year old actual executes justice. Yeah. yeah, and the uh, the monsters in this scenario are these like. The, yeah. and, and here's here's the here's the ironic part is the guys that they killed. The, he calls them robber, you know, abductors or whatever. You know what they were doing? They were going to abduct Mikasa and her mother to sell them as sex slaves to the interior, yeah. to the military police, like yeah. interior yep. police guys. And it's all They're about, probably the buyers of this To stuff. all the fat cats in the royal house and about, houses and the lords and the ladies. And, it's mm-hmm. all about how you frame things, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I ask you like, hey, Eric, you want to go run a, a, you know, run a marathon with me right now? Mm-hmm. No, and then I could be like, okay, he said no, and then I go to talk to somebody like, yeah, I asked Eric if you want to come out. He refused. Yeah, he refused. Right? Well, why would you say he? Uh, why? Why would you frame it like he that? He declined so gently. He said, eh, He's no, so okay, lazy, right? you know, or whatever. Or, yeah, critics have said. Or if I'm like, hey, hey, Rach, come over here. Let me talk to you for a second. I'm like, they had a secret meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, just the way you phrase stuff can really change the. You know, context. you could be a great journalist. I uh, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So it's all about the way that you frame these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, we we know the facts. Uh, Aaron and Mikasa acted in self-defense and, and saved their lives, right, from this terribly, terrible, Aaron wicked monsters. Aaron rescued Mikasa yeah. from a terrible fate, and if he hadn't, then they wouldn't have found her but before the, terrible things headline, had happened to her. Right, is like you know, young boy goes on a stabbing spree, stabbing you know, which rampage. It, 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 that happens to be true, life, but yeah. it's you kind of you're adding the context. Yeah, well, so. you're 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 creating a narrative. Okay, this yeah. is, that's the whole thing. Is like he's basically is, dehumanizing both Aaron and Mikasa at the same time that yeah. children could murder adults. He He's doing what he's doing what a lawyer he's does. A he's doing what debater. a journalist do. Yeah. He's doing what people do. Well, she's creating a narrative, and the narrative is is that Aaron is both unsafe, unstable, and the Mikasa's testimony needs to be called into question that she's also unsafe and unstable. That they, they're doing too close emotionally. spin tactics, which mm-hmm. is it's not plain facts and plain truth. It is. Well, what do I want the truth to say? What yeah. what do I think it means? How do I get the truth? Attributed. How do motive. I say something that's true-ish that gets me the goals that I have in mind? Yep. And and it's attributing motive to people's with without actually knowing what was going on, mm-hmm. and so as they're doing this, of course, they're throwing out this like crazy thing. You know, the 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 temperature of the room begins to swell. Everyone begins mm-hmm. to kind of start fighting again, and um, there there's some accusations that are getting thrown out that say that Davis. Aaron, we, uh, he's a titan who who came he's in, been an, yeah, came as in as a, a child, child, disguised himself disguised as a child. himself so he could, you know. And they think Mikasa's one too. Like, like, she's probably one too. Yeah, and in the midst of this, Aaron. So then Aaron loses his crap. Yeah. Finally speaks up. He's like, Which how he, dare you? He always does. He like he gives Mikasa such a hard time, but if anybody else says or does anything against Mikasa, he yeah. completely loses yeah. his crap. He was crap. horrified he, to find out that he attacked a, her. He's like, I did this? He's like, Mikasa? No, like I would never. Yeah, he's, he's mad he's that she's always trying to take care of her all the time, yeah. but, or him all the time, and that she's tougher than him, but also he does love her. He's he's a sibling. Like, okay, I give my sister crap all the time, right? Constantly. But if everyone freaking lays, like anyone else tries to give her crap, like I'll freaking kill you. That's my <laughs> sister. I get to give her crap because I, you know, we're, we're blood. But anybody else, like you're going to pay in blood if you're going to, you know, <laughs> cross. So he's, he's a good sibling, right? But they're not only going after him and saying a bunch of crap about him, they're saying crap about Mikasa. He can't handle it anymore. And he screams, freaks out. He begins to like just you know, get all worked up and he says, He calls them cowards. He like pulls, he, well, the first thing he does is he like pulls against his, uh, Restraints, yeah, not good when you're and <laughs> makes them rattle 
and like steam comes out of him and, and all the yeah, people freak out. Air, 360 camera music swells and he says, um, if he, you are leave afraid, her out of it, yeah. help me. And he says, invest everything you have in me. Well, he like, free, put he, your faith in me and I'll, dropped, I'll save you. The first bomb he drops, that's actually my favorite line of his little thing. The first thing he says, you guys are all cowards. He's like, none of you have even seen a Titan. Yeah. yeah. How, like, how would you know? Yeah. I love How it at that point know? in his head. He's like, you need to shut up, Aaron. You need he's to like, stop talking. Am I saying too much? Like, should I stop talking? But he like keeps going anyway. Just like pretty, oh, it's like a clever little piece of, I feel like it's something they execute in the comics and they actually did it pretty well in the, uh, the, the TV show version of this. The he's at version. war with himself. And um, yeah, he says, listen, like, he's like, if you want to fight for your lives, you want to fight, if you're afraid, you're fighting for humanity. Like you need to invest, invest everything. In me. He's like, what else? What other shot do you have? That's his only plea. So everyone else is making cases for and against Aaron at this point. So he finally speaks up and tries to make a case for himself. And, and of course, so. the more he screams about it, the more steam comes out of his body. And right. he freaks the more out, freaked yeah. out everybody gets. Let me just give you a word of advice, kids. <laughs> if everyone's debating over whether they should kill you or not, because you possibly could be a very dangerous, like social Not madman threat. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't pull against your restraints and, and scream like out, you know, like really loud. Show them your power. Immediately, all the military police are like, "Oh, turn your guns on him yeah, real says, quick." Take okay? aim. Take the, aim. The, the, the military police is like, "Dude, take aim. Yeah. Just go." Like, Shoot this kid. He's yeah. freaking out. And so, so the they, they only the thing that stops the panic is a swift kick. Is a swift kick to the and face. And then Levi kicks his tooth out. Yeah, you remember. When you're completely restrained and unable to block any blows and someone just starts kicking the hell out of you while you're tied up, chained. I mean, it's not so bad if he just would have kicked him one time, but he doesn't. He starts punching and kicking and then he like literally stomps his head into the floor and blood is just like... Yeah. And Aaron's choking on his blood and then he lifts his face up off the gra- off the you know, the floor and, and, yeah. and puts his boot on his face. Yeah. It's and just very holds brutal. him up with his foot and to the face. At first you're like, What the freaking crap? And of course like, Mikasa wants to murder Levi. He wasn't going Titan, he wasn't doing anything crazy, right? And he says He yeah, was he steaming. Says, he was literally but he steaming. Says he starts to drop he starts to drop the line and if you're if you're you're smart here, you'll you'll realize, okay, this is all part of the plan. This is part of the plan that Aaron didn't know about that we didn't know about, but they suggested like we've got a plan for what happens in the courtroom depending on how things go. This was it. This is this is the well. It was it was perfect because like as soon as Aaron drops his truth bomb, the interior police pretty much crapped their pants and they were like ready to pull the gun on him. And then he gives him the kick, and then and so he he jumps in. Levi takes takes the opportunity and he says, "You know, I I believe that pain is is one of the best teachers, and he's the best way to discipline someone. Holding like the." Bloodied, beaten, yeah, like pulled pulp his of head, Aaron. yeah. And so he goes on. Meanwhile, he Armin says, is holding Mikasa back. Just trust him; it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, just trust him. So he's kind of like saying his little lines here about about Aaron, and they say, "Well, wait a second. Like, are you like if he gets mad and he and he transforms, like he he could be dangerous?" And he's like, "Yeah, he could be dangerous." He goes, "You guys plan to dissect him, don't you? Right? That's the whole plan. You're gonna you're gonna tear him you're apart, like torture him first. If you're gonna torture him, whoever wants to torture this guy." Better think long and hard before they do because you're right. He could transform. Can you handle that? Mm-hmm. Probably not. You know who can? I can. I can. The scouts. You know who's actually seen Titans? Who's actually fought? Mm-hmm. You know who actually has a military record? Like you know who can actually handle this guy? 
if he for some reason he becomes dangerous and unstable as a real problem, we can. And the rest of you, who knows what the frick happens to you? Yeah, good he, luck. Meanwhile, he continues to like give Aaron a few punches yeah, just while to make he's his still point. like just destroying Aaron. Stomping on Aaron, yeah. And he gives what is now the most obvious. The, again, this is like a perfect kind of build up to. It's funny because I I said you can't handle the truth earlier. If you've seen that movie, A Few Good Men. That's kind of the whole point of the movie is it's, it's extremely similar. The whole, the movie is a courtroom drama, a military courtroom drama, of course. And like Tom Cruise's character is like a young, but like talented lawyer. And he does, he spends the entire movie building mm-hmm. up a, a, a case and he spends the entire movie basically building up a bluff. He's building up a bluff so he can draw out a the, confession the in the courtroom from the main, from, from Jack Nicholson's character. You know, he's like, you want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. Like, anyway, he's like, what do you want from me? He's like, I want the truth. You, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. Anyway, that that line became like a, a meme brilliant. in like the 90s and so on and so forth. But it's if you actually movie. watch that movie, that line is like powerful. It's the same thing as, you know, I think therefore I am. Like, if you know all the context building up to, I think therefore I am. You're like, wow, this is profound. Anyway, so this is kind of a similar moment where they create the buildup. They let. They let people do what they, they're pretty sure that they're going to do. They let the story happen so they can, he can jump in and build his own narrative. And And it's not just it, – this is kind of how it is in debates especially. Debates, uh, courtrooms, you don't come out with your strongest – you don't swing first with your strongest argument. Right. Because then it doesn't look like your strongest argument. You come out with a Commander Irwin statement, which is we plan to retake – You know, we plan we to retake Walmart. Yeah. yeah. That makes the most sense. And you let the arguments develop and stack up and go against each other. And you drop the biggest bomb, the most compelling argument, at the right moment, that's when it becomes the most compelling argument. First, you poke holes in their arguments yeah, you a poke holes, bit, which they did do that. But he makes the most compelling argument by far, because now there's a real present danger mm-hmm. in the room with them, and that's mm-hmm. when he decides to come and be like, can any of you handle this if he, if he really were to transform? Who, who in this room has the capability to take care of that? But it's also, it's showing, too, it's like, Everyone's really afraid of this, like you know, wild lion or something yeah. like that. He's and the then, only one not afraid of him. And then the lion tamer gets in the cage and makes the and, and like he beats the piss out of Aaron, and he's sh- he's showing like you think he's a threat. Look what I can do to him, he, and he can't do anything. And if he tries to go tighten, I'll kill him right now. Yeah, Aaron doesn't afraid. even resist or even cry out in protest. He just lets Levi beat I mean, the absolute crap out of him. To be fair, if this is realistic, which some of Hajime Isama's like fight scenes are that first unprotected kick to the face uh, probably him rocked him. He probably was just completely like, and after he's a just couple, a like, he gives him a knee to yeah. the face. That would knock you out. Yeah, yeah. he's he he, and, and he, when he grabs his head and his eyes are like this. I think that's what the episode's like. He still can't see his eyes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's oh, got because, blood in his eyes. He was not conscious for the rest of that, and so uh, yeah, he's saying like, "Look, you guys are all scared to death. You want to just shoot this lion, but I can control it, mm-hmm. and none of you guys can take it. And if he goes Titan mode, guess what? I'm the only one. I am the. We are the only ones in this entire." area yeah. who could actually do something about it so, in so the, put him in trust with us and we'll take care that's of that's when Irwin speaks back up say, again in the shock of the moment that's when Irwin jumps in and says hey why don't let me present a I have a new plan. proposal I have a new proposal which is not new I mean, he had this kind of again this is what he's hoping for it to happen there's says, too many there's uncertainties. certain uncertainties yeah. with Aaron but we can handle him so let us take him on a mission outside the walls and you have to think that's the safest place to take somebody who's this risky is outside the walls anyway. Let, let the scouts yeah. take care of it. 
out there. At least yeah. we've got at least he's outside send the wall him, at that send point. Send him with a troop of trained killers who mm-hmm. can murk him out should things get a little crazy. Yeah. And let the results of that mission decide whether or not he lives or dies. And you, you know, President Zachary, you can make that decision. Plus, yeah. they'll have more information. And yes. and they say they say basically like, well, we're, we'll figure out if he can kind of control his Titan state because that was kind of one of the questions was, yes, can he even control his Titan state if he's going to try to kill Mikasa and stuff? But then he also did drop the boulder. Like, can he even control that? And um, Levi says, "Yeah, like you know, we're gonna we'll find that out if we do this little small kind of sortie mission, and we'll figure all that out. And if test him in the field, basically, the danger is that it's not a medium; it's a one or the other. He can either control it, which is great. We have a, a we have a tool or and a lot more options. Kill him, or he can't, and we're gonna kill him right then and there. So mm-hmm. that's what we got. Zachary says, "I've made my decision. Yeah, we're gonna give this a little shot. We're gonna put then you it with cuts thirty to train killers, Hanjig, like." You didn't have, yeah, she's like, you know, and she goes, you didn't have to be so harsh on him. Jeez, Levi. Yeah, I mean, I'm does. paraphrasing. But they they understand, and even Levi comes to him and is like, do you resent me now? He's like, no. He's like, I understand why you had to give that performance. I'm like, yeah, well, you did a good job, by the way. Yeah. Like, thanks for playing along. <laughs> like, he had a choice, but. And he's like, well, you're in the scouts now. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, the only price. Most of the cadets, Trial you know, by beating. They, have, <laughs> they select it. They have to go to the training. I just get to kick the snot at you in front of everybody, all your friends, mm-hmm. and then you get to join. And then Hanjay, like, shows his tooth. She's like, you kicked his tooth out. And he's like, that's disgusting. Get it away from me. Yeah, because yeah. Levi hates blood. You know? <laughs> I love how. Yeah, Levi doesn't like blood. Levi and Hanjay actually have the funniest interactions, I think, in the show just generally they have a sibling thing going on oh, i feel sure. like for sure you I can tell they've, did, they've been together a they, long time I say, don't don't they don't we find out at some point they did cadets they together were or they were recruits together yeah, yeah. something like that anyway oh, yeah, yeah, just that's weird not that too big of a spoiler but with some regiments you have to be like top 10 percent with the scouts you have to get jumped in by levi which <laughs> yeah, is yeah, really, <laughs> just a game beat. it's just a game Gang but that's and then she she asks aaron please open your mouth because she wants to look inside to see what's going on with where the tooth came from. And then she's shocked that it has already grown back. Yeah. And you mentioned also that he looks a lot better. And good. all of, all like of his scrapes, ago. like, I mean, when Levi started beating him, he was bleeding from up here. His nose was bleeding. Yeah. There was blood coming out of both corners of his mouth. Like, his nose was for sure busted yeah. several times. And this is probably like, also his cheekbone because he slammed his face into the floor with his foot. This is like, the and same he looks day. like he's got a couple scratches on his forehead, and like that's it. Yeah, and like maybe one on his chin. So he's already you can take healed. A beating, and he can recover pretty, a lot pretty quick. Anyway, okay, so let's let's stop there and get, we get must to some just spoilers. Into the spoilers now. Spoiler alert! Get to the spoiler alert! So this is your spoiler alert. Don't forget if you're enjoying <laughs> the show, give us a five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, which I still am not sure exactly which to call it. But go there, leave that review. Do it on Spotify as well. Um, remember, you can watch the podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash Beyond the Basement Podcast, YouTube.com slash Beyond the Basement Podcast. Like and subscribe, please. Like and subscribe is very good advice. Email us. Yes. Please and then please comment. Comment, email, DM, get a hold of us. Uh, beyond the Basement Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a smoke signal. Send us a smoke Yep. We accept all Telegram. forms. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Uh, if you got a carrier pigeon, I'm yeah. not gonna say my address on air, but if you have a carrier pigeon, email me first, and then I'll give you my address, and we'll see. <laughs> so that'd be pretty amazing. That'd that would boss, be incredible. <laughs> Thank you, pigeon trainers of the world, and uh, those who raise doves. So this is your warning. 
So your spoiler warning, and you've got three seconds to pull your phone out of your pocket, pause this sucker, or else be spoiled. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because I did warn you. One, spoiler time. Two, three, two, one. The shirt has come off, oh folks. Oh my gosh, dude! Now it's he was real. prepared. It's spoiler time, dude. Now, now spoiler time is getting real. Okay, so wait, can I jump into mine first? Which one of the more it. complicated yeah, yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the thing I was, talking, I was trying to hold my tongue on earlier is the fact that uh, this is actually from last episode. And I just forgot. So when Irwin and Levi show up, I remembered it because Aaron has a flashback in this episode. When Irwin and Levi show up to, to Aaron, they kind of tell him the plan, like, hey, it's hard for us to come to see you, but like, hang in there. We're going to try and find a way to get, make sure you get into our custody. So it turns out one of those guards who's standing by during that conversation is, Mil- of course, he's an you know, interior police guy. He rats on them. He's a spy. Which is later becomes part of the whole like conspiracy or whatever um, within the interior. We find out like basically they got like... The whole reason that uh, the interior police have their strategy, they find all their stuff. I think the, the even the information they have on Macassa and all that stuff is based on the fact they know the, the scouts want uh, want custody of him. And so, I mean, they know anyway. Well, they know they already want to keep him out of the, the, the hands of the scouts, and they're plotting to kill him before he even goes to trial. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the whole thing is like there has been a like there is a conspiracy going on in the interior to keep people in the dark, to maintain control, to protect the royalty mm-hmm. that's been going the the was going on like in even in the rank and file even in the just a guard standing by over Aaron was committed to this thing and, yeah and you, if you realize that the first thing we hear of the commander of the military police is like you know Aaron's causing a, a ruckus well we better go just take him out he's giving the people hope just we need to like, kill him just like you freaking took out um Rod Reese's mother uh what's her name's oh, mom right 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 and just like you took out what's his name's parents oh yeah Chris's mom Chris's mom and um uh, his parents, parents, yeah. And Anybody who caused Irwin's any trouble, Irwin's dad, and, yeah, yeah, that one. You guys have a history of making people disappear, and I don't freaking like it. You're dirtbags, and, and it's interesting because I can't wait to get back to those parts because I still am unclear on exactly how much about like the Titans and Titan power and stuff like that is known in the interior. It surely seems like not everyone has this clear idea about it. I don't think they would be having this meeting. The courthouse thing wouldn't be unfolding if everyone did, but it would. It's going to be interesting to find out, like who knows what and so on and so forth. But it's pretty clear like the royalty and the, and, and just human corruption is at play. And I actually love this when I watched season two and it took a turn towards, we need to take care of what's going on within humanity. And like, I loved that. Cause I was like, this is, this is not just filler. This isn't just like, I, I love the, the feeling that this is a twist in a story that it feels, it feels realistic. I understand there's nothing, it's an anime, but it feels like something universe. like real life where it's like, we need to get our own house in order yeah. if we're ever to have a chance. Which uh, Pixis sort of foreshadows that whole idea when he says, if we can't have unity, we don't have a hope to win yeah. anyway. And they, and they end up doing that. Remember, they, they kind of force that coup and mm-hmm. Zachary actually helps him mm-hmm. along with Pixis and Levi right. and Erwin Ir- and um, Krista. Yeah, we've, we've met all the people that are a part of the coup yeah. now. And they kind of have to stifle the interior and all the like, upper lords in order for like things to actually take place, which is just crazy. They about- definitely set up... I mean, I think they they do a good job of setting up that the military police are dirtbags and they suck and they're going to yeah. become the antagonist yeah, in they this. All have bad they're going to replace. I mean, the Titans are still the looming threat in the background, but for the next several episodes, the interior police are going to be the bad guys in the story. Yeah, initially you kind of think... and they make you hate them immediately, <laughs> or at least me. I did. I did. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And um, 
going to say the we don't know how far the rabbit trail goes with all these upper echelon people on the interior we don't know how much of them actually knows something because in the end remember they talk about rod weiss like we're going to make you guys all forget everything and whatever yeah they're going to wipe everybody's and so how much of them how much of the interior people do they not get their memory wiped? Do are, are they yeah, exempt from Yeah, that's definitely one of my questions. On. The military police are, are were they talking about? Well, clearly the church knows something because Pastor no. Nick what later is like, keep him out of the sun. That's the next spoiler part I was going to get to. So we we see Pastor Nick here. We we definitely get to get to know him a little bit more. We get more information, but it's scant. Even all the way through, even all the, all the way through season three, there's a few things that they leave. Uh, major things. It feels like they leave un untold or unfinished so one of them is there's a titan and at the end of this season the last frame in this season is the face of a titan inside the wall like the walls are made out of titans but which titan, titans without powers or dumb titans well and then like we ha- find out that the, the stuff the walls are made of it has the same composite material the as titan, titan skin, skin. Yeah. and then there's so the wa- a titan actually in the but wall why is it in the wall yeah why is he why did the they build are the wall around act- him is is yeah or did how he many? build the wall around himself or like how how many are there yeah are they there three totally they don't really explain that they give you a little more explanation like oh the walls you know you mirror and the founding titan they kind of give you a little explanation there but that's one but not enough the other one is the, uh, the the other ones are the the fact that the past so well connected to that is the fact that the wall cultists the pastor nick sees this and is like you should cover it they respond to sunlight he knows yeah he, he says, says don't let incredible. him be he in says, the sun that's an incredibly powerful powerful titan how do you how do you how know how does he know that and then you should cut, and he, he knows it re, will react to sunlight. And you Is need to that one his... of our missing titans? Yeah. And he didn't share that with anybody because Hanji has to figure that out for herself. Yeah, exactly. After she top scientists them. in the government and stuff like that I don't know this, but the wall cultist guy does what? Yeah, the, the what wall magic guy, are these people they know, practicing? That they, they know some things, and they say, remember, they'll only like reveal it to the, the right They'll only tell to the royalty. They want to reveal it to Historia, and they yeah. say, we'll only do. Basically, we're only going to do or tell tell what we know to like the queen to Astoria. Remember? So again, we'll we'll get to that when we get there. But oh, such which a again, how did they know about her? Because that he says that before we know who she really well, is. Well, remember, um, Ymir finds out. I mean, about her from the from the, the church. church. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So well, there, yep. there's something going on with them. And they knew about her and were keeping her hidden. And, and I then, want answers. But Pastor Nick isn't that the guy who gets tortured later on by the military police? I think he's one of them, yeah. Yeah, I remember that like, ripping his fingernails off. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, was yeah, it right. him or a different? Yeah, it was he's, him. He's in like the same looking prison that they had Aaron in. Is what yeah, it was like in it's that not episode. good, man. The, the and Hanjay like wants to murder. And then it's so pretty much to me because when we find out like more about Ymir's story and stuff too, it seems like there's a similar like culty thing going on over in Marley. Yeah, so, like is there a connection between the two cultists to the, yeah. that's actually a theory we had mm-hmm. about that early it's on. It's also interesting that the interior people dress similarly to the Marley Marlins yeah. that we see in the flashback yeah. when, when we finally get to the basement. Yeah. Cause the Marlins are sort of a, um, they have airships. They have more yeah, technology. They're, like, they're, a they're like years a, ahead. I say they're definitely it, it full swing industrial age. Yeah, like they uh, for sure they have like technology and photographs and stuff like that. Are there Whereas, motor cars? I can't remember. Yeah, you know, there's, there's so. powered stuff. Like they have. I, I remember the airship specifically. But they, uh, um, but the the people in Paradise, the Aldeans in Paradise, um, they yeah the interior people are sort of like early. 
Industrial Revolution. Yep. So they're sort of wearing like they, they, they have trains. But it makes sense because they've been under yeah. constant conflict mm. and it, it, it kind of mirrors some of the things that we've seen. Oh, um, yeah, it's like Japan and, and even the, West the ships. And we'll, yeah, that they when you have use. constant warfare, century, you don't have 18th. time to go be able to develop your own technology. Plus, when you have all these contacts with other cultures, that allows you to grow really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're separated, like Japan was for a long time, isolated, they were a feudal age for so long. You can't long. develop uh, as fast because you can't see what other cultures are doing so, so because you don't get inspired as much mm-hmm. yeah, and you can't bounce ideas off if you don't have all the great scientists Learn working from other together failures yeah so because the Aldeans have been separated mm-hmm. of course they'd be behind plus they're under constant conflict so the fact to me that they're, they're still wearing like like they're still pretty close is crazy but it's, it's pretty it makes me wonder how much more the Marlians have advanced since the hundred years you know has yeah. gone by yeah because it our also, flashbacks to them are dated by a, a decade or or so because they yeah. are uh dr jaeger's flashbacks it's when he was a kid mm-hmm. a young man yeah. that he was there and so it's been near 13 years by the time he gives it's been near 13 years by the time he gives aaron his powers yeah, yeah. and then we don't see the flash the photograph they don't go until five six five, seven yeah. years however so later it's been after almost that 20 years probably exactly right so who, so who knows, knows where they're at now yeah also, Beast Titan seems to be, Zeke seems to be really fascinated by how advanced their ODM gear is. And how much they've learned about. He didn't about. know what technology That they seems had. to yeah. be the main technology they've developed. Yeah, and how do... To any degree. But how do they know anything about the people inside the walls? Because the Founding Titan left, and he took his powers, and he went behind the walls. He, for all they know, he could have been like... Hey, I'm gonna tell you guys everything. I'm never gonna wipe your memories, and I'm gonna, and we're gonna pre- pre- prepare ourselves for yeah, one day know, the man. invasion. That, like that's the thing that makes me like wonder. Like, even understand. Did the founding titan have some sort of deal with a pact to say, "Hey, we're all wiped yeah. your memories, so they'll never or whatever"? But there's... then, why are these guys then invading to go take these guys out? Yeah, I think there's way just was the resources? pact broken somehow when the owl did what he did? Like, who yeah. knows? Yeah, it's all quite mysterious. Um, so as you guys know I started reading the manga. I don't know. Nobody else knows that, but you guys do because I told you. Um, I read the first one, the first section, because um, it was only 99 cents on Amazon. Heck yeah. So I got the e- the ebook version, but then nice. I ordered the actual physical copy. It yeah, hasn't really come excited. yet because, you know, yeah. you know, coronavirus. But just in that one, which I read in like 30 minutes because <laughs> I couldn't stop, at the beginning, when Aaron wakes up from his dream, um, he looks up at Mikasa, and the first thing he says is, "When did your hair get so long?" That's the first thing. In the That's first the, in the manga, the first book, the first time we meet when Aaron did and Mikasa. Your hair get so long. He wakes up out of his dream, and he's he like, has "Future memories." He is have okay. So he's then I rewatched episode, episode one today because I was like, "I gotta find this out." Because he doesn't in in the episode on Crunchyroll anyway. He doesn't say that exact line, but he looks up at her, and as he is waking up, they show us flashes of what he's dreaming about. He sees the beast that eats his mom. Mm-hmm. He sees Mikasa with short hair. He sees the beast Titan. He sees a bunch of stuff that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. for like two seasons. Which the, remember the And owl. then he sees stuff from the past too. Like he's dreaming yeah, and he about says, things that he haven't happened. He felt like he was in a dream that lasted forever. And forever. then he says that, yeah. So, so like, the thing, and it, then he's the crying thing too. Is, he's uncontrollably crying and he doesn't know why he doesn't he's know. crying. And the Mikasa interesting thing says, is, you cr- are you crying again? 
This is before yeah. that is happening before he has the before titan he's the titan. Yeah, so it so just must be he, the LDN what blood. is going on exactly as if it's just how is, part of it's them. like he was meant and to become whatever he is. Future memories as well. Where Maybe had, that's the coordinate that they're looking for. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with, with whether or not he has else. the attack titan powers and so on. But he's just as the coordinate period. He already was like I don't know. I just had oh, that thought today. Like because be. why the frick is he dreaming yeah, about stuff know if the that hasn't happened yet and stuff that happened a hundred years ago? Because yeah. we don't know if the well, coordinate actually on. means the founding hang titan on. power or not. Conjecture hit me. Okay, Aaron was conceived by. Grisha and his mother. Oh, yeah. And Grisha While he has the, the DNA, yeah. has the Titan power. And he does have the Titan power, so true. So that and he, could it, have injected, that could have put in the memories hmm. from the bloodline. But line. he has, in his flash dream, he dreams of his mom getting eaten. Yeah. Grisha didn't have that in his blood. Well, I, yeah, so there's definitely it's something so confusing. to do with <laughs> no, I'm time saying, and memories. I'm saying the owl, I'm saying the owl and then the owl, the owl mentioning no, the owl has future memories yeah. about Mikasa and Armin specifically. He yeah. says that to Dr. You Hager. have to save them. And he says, go start a family. And he does. And he goes and starts a family. And again, he conceives Aaron while he has Titan. not only the attack on Titan, not the attack Titan power, but the attack on Titan. The, I can't stop saying the attack, the Titan. attack Titan power that he got from the owl. Who's the one who's having the future memories. Right. So then he conceives Aaron and mm-hmm. doesn't have the power, doesn't have the exact power yet, but, but if, the what blood. if there was some kind of, He's in. He has the blood of the owl in a sense. Well, is yeah. is that what they mean by if the power doesn't get passed on before someone dies, then another person will get it? Maybe he was already destined to get the power in the oh, first place, or maybe um, if his dad died before he gave it away. I or don't maybe know. all Eldians have that, or maybe just that was a facet of the Attack Titan's powers, as you have the ability to sometimes see the future. Yeah. Because remember, it doesn't Historia have some flashbacks and stuff? She starts having weird memory things she after does. she and Aaron touch each other. Yeah. Yes, and so when I they think, touch each other, I yeah. think that has to do with the founding Titan and the whole wiping of memories and kind of some of that stuff. But man, I'm it's just so really interesting and, to see and, how that wraps itself up. Yeah, that led me down a rabbit trail of like, what is going on? I also think it's funny that they accuse Aaron of being someone who snuck in as a child and, and disguised himself. Because that's exactly what... When, when uh, it, if you think that's oh, happened, yeah, yeah. how come you aren't vetting everybody else? Because Annie, Bertolt, and Ryan That was the other thing. That. They show in the second episode, Annie in the food line getting food. And I was like, she was a child. They were 12, by the way. Okay, they, they confirmed in that episode how old they all were. So the twelve when that was happening, they were twelve. But so Reinhard and Bertolt were fourteen. So, so when his mom got eaten, they were twelve. And, and, our, and then and, uh, we see them Aaron. a year later when they're thirteen, and that's when he says, "Next year I'm going to enlist." So he enlists at fourteen. So, so and scouts so seventeen. Is three years? Yeah. So you can 17. be you can be trainees, and then you can or and wait until you're old enough to enlist at, at like fourteen or fifteen. So that's that's not, not yet, super 17, clear, 18, but I'd say that's what they are right now. So sure. then, three Which years later, because yeah. then, you, then you've got kind of got your strength. You get you got them through puberty. You've got some, you know, and then muscle they, and then they're some of the young ones. Aaron what Armin blows and, my mind? Mikasa would probably be some of the young ones because she just said, "Yeah, the the her children Reinhard would be a little bit." Older, when they so show like the flashback of Reinhard and Bertolt and Reinhard and Annie and that mysterious guy who gets eaten by Ymir on their way, Annie is a twelve-year-old girl. She's like a she's kid, a yeah. little kid. Reiner and Bertolt are a little bit older. 14. They're, they're like, but they're still. And they're so is she. Ch- these monsters sent children into there to do that. Like, and that means that Reiner and Bertolt were killing people when they were just fourteen years old. They turned into titans. 
busted through the walls and started killing people because they both kill people. Dang. They were yeah. children. Like that just... It, it just shows how... Who how, are these monsters? I want to know how why. How dehumanizing the, uh, the Marleans became and they treated the Eldians like they're complete garbage. Dang. It's, it's just so awful. Any other spoilers from this episode? Um, I think that line, um, put all your trust in me, like Aaron like yells out, which is kind of a weird thing. I think that is going to end up being the, fi- the finality. Everything's going to come down to Aaron in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to unite all the Titan bloods or something. Something's going to happen. going to happen. And yeah. So. Okay. Well, I think that's probably it for spoilers this week. Yeah. We went off on a nice little tangent there, but I think it was good. <laughs> all good stuff. Um, Again, come find us on the various social medias. Uh, and yeah, if you're enjoying the show, seriously, leave us a review and hit us up with the email if you have questions, if you have your own thoughts or theories or something like that. Yeah. Even if you are a dirty manga reader. I feel like we <laughs> missed Cheating, some, getting ahead. Hey, listen, like I'm reading stuff imagery. from the past, though. I, I haven't gone ahead of us yet. I feel like we missed some imagery from this episode. So if you feel like we missed something, yes, please let us know. Especially if you speak Japanese. Pretty sure y'all are going to have some insights that we won't have. You know what? I need yeah. to, t- I need to, f- I have one friend who is Japanese and speaks Japanese. I need to be like, um, I hope you don't get asked this all the time, but could you watch some anime and give me some insights <laughs> on the, the interpretation Serious. there? What are they actually saying? Serious. What does it actually mean? Thanks, Monica. You're a real pal. Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. We love y'all. We will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Thanks again for watching and listening. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. If you're really loving it and you want some extra cool content, you can join our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Check the show notes or our social media pages for links to some really rad Attack on Titan merch. All right, guys. See you next time.